This is your official Evolve 133 and 134 review. Yeah, I'm combining both of them instead of doing it separately because why not? I think people need to understand what Evolve is all about. Even though I praised them numerous times, why not? Do it on here even though I did the Evolve 10th Anniversary Show on the podcast as well. But what's going on, guys? This is your host, D1, and only Phoenix that rises from the ashes, Shino D. Phoenix here. I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, for joining me on this special review of Evolve 133 and Evolve 134. Yeah, I've been pretty busy as of late. I've been taking notes on both shows. I just took notes on NXT UK TakeOver Carter, which will be up when I have the chance to finish watching uh, AEW All Out again and take notes for that show. And uh, and a like critic-like expertise and just get my thoughts about uh, everything. But... I'd rather start with Evolve first because this is a really simple one and I enjoy watching Evolve every single time they come up live on the WWN uh, live show. I just can't can't leave them behind because they're just absolutely incredible and I think the world needs to know how much of a big deal Evolve is and we're going to start with Evolve 133, but before we start, I got to give a shout out to Anchor, man. Anchor has been the best sponsor of this podcast. They literally helped me out to grow this platform, and I just can't thank them enough. And like I said, Anchor is really your best friend. This is the best place to start as a podcaster, and they will help distribute your podcast on other platforms. Believe me, it works. All you got to do is sign up. You're going to hear the ad at the end. Every single episode I do, every single review I do, you're going to hear the ad at the end of the show. But all you got to do is sign up. Go to anchor.fm slash start. Sign up. It is easy, 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 and is 100% free. I'm telling you right now, it is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. So go to anchor.fm slash start, and I hope I can listen to your other podcasts when it comes to wrestling, whether it's wrestling, video games, um, anime, music, or anything else, or any other sport, but I look forward to hearing what you guys have for your podcast. You guys know the drill, follow me on Twitter, at Shino D Phoenix. I'm on Twitter more often than I am on Instagram, but you can still follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip, uh, like the Facebook page, No One's Ready for Wrestling, and let's get right into the review of Evolve 133 and 134. We're going to start with Evolve 133. This took place on August 24, 2019 at the Monaghan Knights of Columbus Hall in Lavanya, Michigan. The mat- the show opened with Anthony Gutierrez and Karam. Now, this match, the winner will receive a contract in Evolve. Let me say this about uh, both men. Karam, I wrote on my notes that um he's been wrestling since March of this year. And right now, he's already impressing me a Pretty damn good. Anthony Gutierrez, man. You watch this guy wrestle. Holy shit. This dude is absolutely incredible to watch. He is absolutely incredible to watch. Like, he's transitioning his MMA, like, to now being a professional wrestler. And I think he's doing a fantastic job. Now, Anthony, he hit multiple MMA strikes on Karam. Karam, he, uh... Turn Gutierrez out with a clothesline for just a two count. Uh, Karam hit multiple chops on Anthony, and he hits a running clothesline into the corner. 
goes for the cover, but only two. Gutierrez hits a sling blade, beautiful sling blade, into a running knee strike for a two count. He catches, like Karam, he catches Gutierrez's knee, hits him in the face with a right hand, knocking him out pretty much. Well, I wouldn't say knocking him knocking him out pretty much, but just a straight KO punch. <laughs> um, like I said, Lenny mentioned that um, Karam has been wrestling since March of this year, so he's already showing great progression. Now, Anthony applies an armbar, and Karam escapes with a power bomb. Anthony hits a spinning kick for a two count. And what I thought was the best part, Gutierrez hits a curb stomp and then hits a standing shooting star press. Fluidly, picture perfect, for a two count. Gutierrez then applies a triangle choke, but Karam escapes with a power bomb again. Karam hits a pop-up power bomb, which I thought was a pop-up spine buster, but <laughs> you can't please anyone. But let's just say it's a power bomb because technically it was. It looked more like a spine buster, to be to be quite honest. For a two count. Now Gutierrez then applies a triangle choke. And Karam taps out. This was a good opening match. And I'm happy for Anthony Gutierrez. He deserves to be a part of Evolve. And like I welcome him. Every time I watch Evolve live on Club WWN. And uh, he's going to be a huge deal. It's a huge deal for uh, Evolve. Because I see a big star in the making for this guy. Future Evolve Champion. He's probably going to be the next big thing in NXT. And I could vouch for him versus Matt Riddle in that only an Evolve showcase. Can we have that happen, please? Can we have that happen? The Sharkbake versus the original bro? <laughs> That's going to be awesome. But like, like Gutierrez wins with a triangle choke. He's now part of Evolve. Congratulations to Anthony Sharkbake Gutierrez. We move on from a women's match. Cameron Brene versus Shotzi Blackheart. Now, Cameron Brene, she faced uh, Kelsey Heather in the WWN Do or Die Showcase where the winner faces Shotzi at the Evolve Show, which she won. Now, before we talk about the match, like, I'm impressed with um, Cameron Brene. She, she, she had a lot to showcase. Well, most to showcase in that match. But I was more impressed with Kelsey Heather, man, because I see a big future for this woman. Like, she was a former cheerleader in the NFL, and I think she's going to be a, a really major player here in uh, WWN. Like, can we see her in Evolve? Um, like, please, because I think she has potential. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, I'm vouching for Cam- I'm vouching not just for Cameron Brene, but I'm vouching for Kelsey Heather to be on Evolve and showcase what she can do. Now... Shotzi, the first part of the match, she howls at Cameron and she gets shoved, like Shotzi does. Shotzi works on the arm of Cameron and with the knees, like she, and rolls her up for a two count. Shotzi then hits an enziguri. Like I saw this photo on Instagram. Let me just pause right there. I saw this photo on Instagram of Shotzi hitting an enziguri. It. And there was this one shot. It looked like she was in a kung fu movie. <laughs> I had to, I had to get it out there. But I like Shotzi Blackheart. I think she's really good. Now she hits an enziguri, follows it up with a charging splash into a cannonball. Cameron, she catches Blackheart's running drop kick, slams her uh, on the apron. Cameron then rakes Shotzi's face with the ropes, 
hits a running knee strike into a dropkick for a two count. Shotzi then follows back, hits a scorpion kick, and hits an inverted sling blade. Shotzi kicks Cameron on the side of the head, goes for the cover. One, two, Cameron kicks out. Shotzi then hits the 619 on Cameron. And fast forwarding, Cameron hits uh, a spinning heel kick, which looked beautiful, and hits a Michinoku driver for a close near fall. Shotzi then hits the senton like she hits a diving senton off the top rope where she won. This was a decent match, and it was more to give Shotzi the momentum going into her match with Brandy Lauren at a vault of 134. Brandon Target. Brandon Taggart, if I pronounced it right, versus Adrian Alanis. I, I want to say this before we talk about this match. When I was watching it live, um, my brother told me that he looks like a discount repo man. <laughs> and I chuckled, I LOL'd, and he's like, well, that's true. <laughs> and that was just a little LOL moment for me. So the match started, which was a really good match. Brandon throws his jacket and immediately attacks Adrian. Adrian then rolls up target for uh, a two count and hits a dropkick for just a one count. Brandon hits a senton on Adrian for a two count. Uh, Brandon side slams him, goes for the cover, again, only for a two count. Brandon then chops Adrian. He screams that he deserves a contract and it fires up Adrian and hits mu- and he hits multiple uh, strikes on Brandon. Adrian hits a nice spine buster. It was a fluid spine buster for a two count. Adrian hits a lariat on Brandon, and he lands on the apron. Uh, Alanis follows it up with a suicide dive, brings him back to the ring, goes for the cover only for a two count. Ta- Brandon take target man. Brandon Taggart, the dude, hit a f- picture perfect, beautiful blue thunder bomb, like. I, I am not going to take anything away from Brandon uh, Target, but I don't know why I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. Is it Brandon Target or Brandon Taggart? <laughs> or Taggart? That's it. It was Brandon Taggart. <laughs> he hit a nice blue thunder bomb. Like, if you watch it, you just immediately pop every time you see. It. Like, the blue thunder bomb is an awesome, is an awesome wrestling move. Like, it should, it should be reserved as a finisher and not just a signature move. For a really close near fall, both men traded strikes with each other. Adrian hits a missile dropkick, finishes Brandon off with a spinning lariat for the win, and it was a good match. Now, post-match, Joe Gacy and Sean Maluda of the Unwanted attacked the Skulk. Just Adrian Alanis, Liam Gray, and the other uh, guys that were watching. And Joe Gacy said, if I remember, he said that, Hey, A.R. Fox... This see what we did to your students? See what we did to your students? And they was talking trash. I think this was them trying to get in their head. And that was pretty much it. Stefan Wolf versus Arturo Ruas. Now, Ruas, he wasted no time. Takes down uh, Wolf. Wolf hit a springboard high cross body. He flipped out of the suplex, hits a dropkick into a flying punch, and a delayed uh, dropkick in the corner. Ross hits a jumping knee strike, shoves, and shoves Wolf through the barricade on the outside. Ross hits a leg lariat on Wolf. This was back in the ring, and goes for the cover only for a two count. 
Ross grounds and pounds Wolf. And fast forwarding, Wolf hits multiple strikes on Ross, hits a knee strike, which reminds me of Kenny Omega. Like, it really reminded me of Kenny Omega when he hit uh, that knee strike. He follows it up with a suicide dive, brings him back to the ring, springboard splash, which looked beautiful for a close two count. Ruas hit a German suplex. He followed it up with a high kick for a two count. Ruas looks for the knee bar, but Wolf was too close to the rope. He managed to uh, make it to the ropes. Wolf hit a blue thunder bomb, and this is where I this is where I, I thought something went wrong in this match. So he hit a blue thunder bomb, and he was gonna go for the shooting star press. Ruas he put his knees up, and you could see, and Wolf he literally landed on the top of his head. On Ruas's knee. And I'm like, yep, he's concussed. He's concussed. But somehow he kept fighting back. Wolf hit a knee strike. Ruas hit him with a capoeira kick. Turn hits a suplex and turns it into a submission to win the match, which I thought was really good. It was a really good match for what it was. But I was really concerned for uh Wolf after that uh that mishap with the shooting star press being countered. But thankfully, he's okay. So, we start the second half, if I'm... No, it's not the second half yet. We start the, uh... We start off with Kurt Stallion, bro, versus Anthony Greenwood. The beautiful Brandy Lauren. I gotta mention, Brandy Lauren looks so beautiful. Now, Kurt slaps Anthony, and I was laughing hysterically when Brandy was screaming, You can't do that! <laughs> it was like I was watching uh, a drama or something. From a TV show. Kurt hit a shoulder block. Hawk and goes for the cover. But Green escapes with a mate. Like he backbends out of it. Which looked pretty damn good. Stallion hits a boot into a running knee strike. But Brandy pulls Green out of the ring. Green stuns Stallion with the top rope. Goes for the sunset roll up. But Kurt turns it into a double stomp. Goes for the cover. Only a two count. Stallion hit a, a suicide dive. On Anthony, and I love it when Kurt got in Brandy Lauren's face because he know he's not intimidated by her. Anthony Green super kicks uh Kurt in the back of the head, literally right when he's getting into the face of Brandy Lauren. He brings him back. While well, he hits a back suplex on the apron as well. Green then like I don't know whose chops is worse in the evolved roster. But when Anthony Green chops, uh, when Anthony Green chopped Kurt Stallion, it sounded like a gun went off. It sounded like a gun went off. Um, <laughs> Green chops him in the chest again, goes for the cover only for a two count. Green chops Stallion again, and it fires Kurt Stallion up. We had a rolling elbow by Kurt. Anthony follows it up with an enziguri. He kicks him in the leg, hits a super kick, but Kurt counters it with a brain buster. And both men are down. Kurt hits a flurry of chops and a European uppercut and avoids an enziguri, turns it into a deadlift German suplex, and follows it up with a nice hesitation drop kick, which looked beautiful. Kurt hits a short DDT, only for a two count. Green hits an overhead suplex for a two count. Both men were trading chops. Well, I've let me rewind. Kurt Stallion hit an air raid crash for a close near fall. Anthony Green 
accidentally super kicks the ref. And Brandy, she comes in, pulls the inner school of Shinsuke Nakamura, and low blows Kurt Stallion. Green sets up a chair, and Shotzi comes out and dives on Brandy Lauren, and they brawled in the back. Um, Stallion headbutts Green and hits him with the chair. And I love it when Stallion looked at the ref, and the ref said, Did you hit him with that chair? He's like, I don't give a shit, so I'm going to hit him anyway. I don't care if I get DQ'd. So... Kurt got himself disqualified, so Anthony won via disqualification. And I thought this was really good, and it continues the feud, and it might lead to a stipulation match for the other Evolve shows. This match, this next match I'm going to talk about, holy shit, man. I, I, I recommend watching. I serious, Seriously, guys, I recommend if you don't have Club WWN, you are missing out on greatness. We had J.D. Drake. Versus Kushida. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I-, I can't even go into details on how f- fucking awesome that match is. And this was a dream match, to be quite honest. And only in Evolve. Crowds chanting both these guys before the match. They lock up. There was a lot of mat wrestling in the beginning of this match. Kushida was working on the arms of Drake. Hits a handspring forearm. Drake then pop. Now, on the outside, Drake hits a pop-up right hand on Kushida. And on the outside, he chops Kushida. Drake, back in the ring, hits a sliding lariat, goes for the cover only for a two-count. Drake then uh, hits a snapmare, kicks him in the back for a two-count. Drake tries to go for the chop, but hits the post on the outside. Kushida hits a handspring kick on Drake. Kushida body slammed, like, Kushida, he picked this big guy up, body slammed him, followed it up with a hip toss into a cartwheel dropkick. Drake hits a shining wizard, both men are down. Kushida counters the Vader bomb, putting his knees up. Uh, Drake hits a stunner, and it follows follows it up with a cannonball. Drake misses the moonsault, and Kushida tried to go for a tilt-a-world Sakuraba lock, but Drake turns it into drill bent, drill bit for a close near fall. Crowd is chanting both these guys, and rightfully so, because both of these guys are great wrestlers. Kushida hits a rolling DDT and applies the armbar. Drake counters the handspring elbow into a German suplex, and Kushida just gets back up. And applies the Sakuraba lock, and Drake taps out. This was great, man. And probably one of my favorite matches on that entire show. Both men, they showed respect to each other. And at the end, we had a nice heartwarming moment. Moment. We had someone in a mask coming in as El Desperado, only to be revealed as Alex Shelley. Time Splitters reunited, and... Alex Shelley just wanted to surprise Kushida, and I, I would recommend watching this moment because it really was a really it was a great moment, probably the best heartwarming moment in Evolve history. And just seeing that Time Splitters reunion, it was absolutely incredible. You know, the first thought I had, I'm like, wait, El Desperado is here in Evolve? <laughs> that was my first thought until I found out that it was Kushida. No, that was Kushida's tag partner. Alex Shelley in a mask. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This was awesome. And there was a brief intermission right there. 
And we kicked the second half of the show with Anthony Henry versus Austin Theory, the champ, the evolved champion, Austin Tahiri, the real superstar, Austin Tahiri, the future of NXT, Austin Theory, the next NXT champion, Austin Theory, the soon-to-be main eventer of WWE in general, Austin Theory. Um, <laughs> before the match, Theory gloats about making an appearance at TakeOver Toronto. Henry says that if he beats the real superstar, he wants him to shake his hand. Austin lays, out, lays one out saying that when he beats him, he wants him to kiss his boot. Henry hits two German suplex and an overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex on Theory. He follows it off with a jumping knee off the apron and onto the floor, and you can see he was favoring that knee a little bit. Theory chop blocks Henry's left knee, kicks the leg. Theory hits an EDT. We had a standing salt by Theory. Goes for the cover, for only for a two-count. Henry hits a right hand on Theory. And on the apron, Henry spears Theory. Henry catches Theory with a Death Valley driver for a close near fall. He applies the stretch muffler, but Theory makes it to the ropes. Theory hits a rolling dropkick only for a two count. Theory then followed it up with a super kick, beautiful looking super kick, and hit the 2K1 neckbreaker for a near fall, which looked fantastic. Theory was looking for a taxia, which, to be honest, it's one of my favorite finishers in Evolve right now. And I think people are going to be wild when they see his finisher when he makes it to NXT. But Henry, he countered it into a dragon screw. Henry applies the ankle lock and turns it into a one-legged German suplex. Theory escapes the DDT into a rolling blockbuster for a close near fall. Theory hits two super kicks, tries to go for a taxia again. And, <clears throat> but Henry turns it into a jackknife cover for a two count, and he transitioned it into a stretch muffler and modified it to make Theory tapped out. This was awesome. Theory shakes his hand, and Henry wants an Evolve Championship match. Remember that when we talk about Evolve 134. Only in Evolve, Josh Briggs versus the original bro... Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle said that, <laughs> this was an LOL moment. Matt Riddle said that make sure to give those pair. He told the crowd, make sure you give me those uh, pair of flip flops back because that's the only pair that he has. There were chance of bro Riddle. He was hanging on to the back of uh, Briggs while applying the rear naked choke. They tumble safely on the outside, and I love the crowd. They were chanting. Oh, Bask and his broness. <laughs> and a little fun fact, that building, the Monaghan Knights of Columbus Hall, it was the same building where Theory had his last um, Evolve match until he ventured onto NXT. So just a little fun fact. And now he's back in the same building. Um, <laughs> Briggs, he escaped the Kimura with a body slam. We had a Broberg chant. I don't know if they were chanting Goldberg or Broberg, but it sounded more like Broberg. <laughs> Briggs hits a backbreaker and try to go for a splash, but Riddle gets the knees up. Riddle then hits a German suplex, goes for the cover only for a two count. 
Riddle hits two Brotons, goes to the cover again, only for a two count. What I thought was the biggest pop in in the uh, arena, Matt hit a jackhammer on Briggs, and the crowd was going fucking nuts for a two count. And the crowd was chanting Broberg again. Riddle lays Briggs with kicks. He was laying Briggs with kicks. Brittle hits the bro... Brittle. <laughs> what the hell am I saying? Riddle hits the bro to sleep. Tries to go for the knee, but Briggs countered it into a GTH, which translates to go to hell for a near fall. And both men are down. Both men traded strikes with each other, with Riddle hitting Flurry of running forearms and Briggs hitting a big boot. Riddle hit a moonsault. No, he hit a powerbomb into a knee strike for a close near fall. He goes with a moonsault. He connects it, covers only for a two count. Matt's looking for the bro mission, but Briggs rolls him up for a near fall. Matt hits the bro Derek, turns it into the bro mission, and Josh Briggs fades. He did not tap out. He passed out. And this was a great match. Both men showed respect to each other, and this was a way to protect uh, Josh Briggs going into his match and a triple threat in Evolve 134 for the Evolve Championship. Main event, the unwanted of Joe Gacy and Sean Maluda versus the skulk of A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff. Before we talk about this match, now, is it anything goes match? When you listen to A.R. Fox's theme, you just can't help but jam to his beat. To Like, his theme is so awesome that... Like, Every time I hear his theme, I get off off my seat and I just do a, 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 a. <laughs> like it's it's so catchy. It's one of my favorite themes in Evolve right now. Now Leon Ruff and AR a- Fox had stereo Ace Crushers on the Unwanted. We had this match was just all over the place. So much insane shit. Stereo dodged by both AR Fox and Leon Ruff. Both teams were brawling outside the ring. Ruff dives off the apron, and he takes Gacy out. We have multiple kicks by the Skulk into a bridging German suplex on Sean Maluda. We had a nice assisted ace crusher by the Skulk. Leon then pulls out a table, and you know the crowd goes crazy when they see a table. Gacy hits a running buckle bomb, and he puts Ruff through the table. Goes for the cover, close to winning the Evolve Tag Team Championships. Um, <clears throat> the Unwanted, they hit an assisted suplex on Fox for a two count. Maluda hits a belly-to-back suplex on Fox, goes for the cover, and he only gets a one count. Maluda hits Fox in the back with a chair. Fox, he threw the chair that Gacy set up to his face. Fox hits an ace crusher on Maluda. Leon Ruff hits a beautiful springboard ace crusher on Gacy. Leon Ruff, he runs wild on the Unwanted with chair shots. Throws a chair at Gacy, hits an enzigiri, and does it again to Maluda. Like he throws a chair, hits him right in the face. He grabs it again, throws it at uh, Sean Maluda, and hits that enzigiri right in the face. Leon, now Leon, he threw a chair. It was at Sean Maluda, clear in the face. Fox dives, takes out Gacy. Leon hits a cannonball. Leon hits the rough landing, which looked beautiful on Maluda for the three count. They retained the Evolve Tag Team Championships. This was an excellent match to close out Evolve. Evolve 133 was another great show. And we're going to move on 
to Evolve 134. Evolve 34 took place in the Logan Square Auditorium, which it was sold out. Congratulations to Evolve right there. This this show took place on August 25th, 2019. The show opened with the skulk of Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray versus besties in the world of Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett. Now, originally, this was supposed to be the Skulk versus the Besties in the world, but Gacy and Maluda attacked both teams before the match ticked off. Alanis wants them in the match, and we get this official, and it's now a triple threat match. Um, Liam Gray, he dives over Alanis. He takes out the unwanted. Vega hits a flatliner, and Fitchett follows it up with a beautiful standing moonsault. Besties in the world applied an abdominal stretch. Maluda hits a... Hits Matt with the reverse backbreaker. Like, he, it looked more like a zigzag when you watch it. But it looked like a, a backstabber uh, on the other end. Now, Maluda hits a headbutt with Gacy hitting a diamond senton for a two count. Gacy charged at Gray. He folded him in half. Like, he literally pounced him. And you could see Gray literally bending backwards. Folded like... A pretzel. Fitchett, like Matt Fitchett, man, of besties in the world. This dude, he automatically won me over. He automatically won me over because the dude is a freaking beast. Now, he hit a Pele kick on Alanis, hit a high crossbody, which was picture perfect on Gacy with the crowd going nuts. Besties hit the cannonball and Zagiri combination for a close near fall because Maluda broke up the pin. Besties got an assisted flatliner on Maluda. Gacy counters Fitchett's Pele kick with a super kick. No, it was uh, Liam Gray. He countered the super kick. He countered the Pele kick with the super kick, which looked nice. Gray hit a backstabber on Davey, Davey Vega, and Adrian followed it up with a spinning lariat. The Skulk hit a suplex crossbody combination, and Gacy does a double, like he hits the Skulk with a double ace crusher, like a handspring ace crusher, and Maluda hits a frog splash on Alanis, one, two, no, close near fall. Fitcher catches Maluda's Meteora, but Gacy hits a Lariat, which t- Maluda turned it into a code breaker, and... Gacy hits a German suplex <clears throat> for a close near fall, which was broken up by the Skulk. The Skulk hit the PS. I don't know if that's what they call it. I, I didn't catch what their finisher move was, but they called it the PS. I don't know what it is for the win, but it was a great opening match. It was a great opening match, and to be quite honest, I want to see more besties in the world. I think... They are a tremendous tag team, and I want them to come back and evolve, and mix it up with, um, mix it up with Ar Fox and Leon Ruff for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. Hey, let's get that match happening, shall we? Because I want to see Besties in the World versus uh, Ar Fox and Leon Ruff. That match is gonna be fucking insane. That match is gonna be insane. Believe me, <laughs> believe me. Anthony Gutierrez versus Jimmy Carr. This was a showcase match for uh, Anthony Gutierrez, who is now officially a part of Evolve. 
like this this match, it was pretty much Anthony grounds and pounds Jimmy. He hits a spinning kick into a judo throw. Jimmy di- does hit a split legged splash, but there was this nice part of the match where Anthony catches uh, Carrot's standing shooting star press. He turned it into a triangle choke, and Jimmy taps out. And that was pretty much it. Arturo Ruas, he comes out, and looks like we got a tease of uh, Gutierrez's first big match. He comes out, says technique is everything. Which brings out our next match, our no-holds-barred match. Anthony Henry versus Arturo Ruas. When I was watching it live, the stream crashed. Like, the stream crashed, and I know everyone was having the same issue with that. But I rewatched the match again, and I thought it was... I honestly thought it was really good. Now, Henry, he hit a knee strike on Ruas. He rolls out of the ring. Both men were brawling through the crowd. Henry applied a guillotine, but Ruas puts him through a table... Henry dives off the stage only to eat a kick from Ross. Henry slams through the through the stack of chairs. Like he slams Ross through the stack of chairs, hits a missile drop kick on Ross. Ross then suplexes Henry on the floor. Trust me, nobody wants to be suplexed on the floor. Um Henry chops Ross on the barricade, hits a running knee drop Running dropkick on Ruas two times. But on the third time, Ruas captures him, hits an release exploded suplex, throws him over the barricade and into the crowd, and landed on those... Ooh. Just land... Like, the way he landed. Just, ugh. That was a nasty landing. Ruas applies a knee bar through the ropes, and Henry kicks free from it. Henry then hits a catcher exploder... Suplex and applies the stretch muffler, but Ruas turns it into a roll-up for a two-count. Ruas was looking for a cross-arm breaker, but Henry rolls up Ruas to pick up the win. This was a good match, and both men, they show respect to each other. Hmm. He mentioned, Henry does, he mentioned that at Evolve 133, he tapped out Austin Theory and mentioned that mentioned his match against Ruas showed respect to him. And he wants to make the Evolve Championship match a fatal four-way. Remember this. I said this in Evolve 133. I'm going to say it again. Remember this. Because it's going to play a major role when we get to the championship match. Stefan Wolf versus Noah Gray with Elena Black versus Karm versus GPA versus Craig Mitchell versus Brandon Taggart. Now, the only... People I know in this match was Stephen Wolfcomb and uh, Brandon Taker. The rest, I did not know who they were, but they left a really good impression of me a little bit. Now, Calm and uh, Taker, they were having a face-off. The remaining four tried to take them down, but to no avail. Now, apparently, there was this stare-down between Craig Mitchell and GPA. They were wrestling in Chicago, if I'm correct. And uh, they had a best-of-five They've been having a best of five in months. Uh, GPA hits a Rana on Craig. He follows back with a Rana. Mitchell hits a rolling pay dirt on Noah. Wolf hits a top rope moonsault on Mitchell. Rolls back. Rolls back. Hits a standing moonsault on Gray, which I thought was awesome. Calm tried to go for a pop-up powerbomb, but Wolf turns it into a Rana. 
There was this LOL moment when Brandon and Akon were staring at each other. Noah tells him that this is his time to evolve, but they just struggle and they punched Noah in the face, which I laughed at. They just punched. He gets punched for his troubles. Um, Karm and Target, they were trading blows with each other. Mitchell hit a drop kick on Brandon. He hits a suicide dive on both men. Noah dives hitting all three men. GPA tried to go for the superplex on the outside, but Wolf avoids it, and he tosses GPA out, landing on the other guys on the outside. He then hits a shooting star press, taking everybody out on the floor, taking all guys out with a... Taking all five guys out. Now I'm craving for five guys now. Because <laughs> now I have to put that on my notes. I don't know why. I'm craving for some five guys now. <laughs> anyway, Carm. He hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Carm then hits a pop-up powerbomb on Brandon. It was broken up by Craig. Wolf and Craig take out Carm with a co-breaker-senton combination. Noah Gray hits a German suplex on Wolf. Um, Mitchell and GPA, they were brawling. Uh, we had a double chin breaker into a stunner by GPA. Mitchell hits a side slam into a standing moonsault for a two count, which was broken up by Noah. Mitchell and Noah traded strikes, and Noah Gray hit a ripcord knee into an underhook DDT. Hey, that actually rhymed. <laughs> um, Wolf then hits Gray with a springboard dropkick on Noah. I don't know... I don't know why I put that there. <laughs> I'm, I just questioned what I just put. Uh, GPA, he avoids a ripcord elbow, hits a suicide dive on Craig. T- Taggart tosses Wolf out of the ring, and Brandon hits, again, a picture-perfect blue thunder bomb on Noah Gray to win this match. This was really good, and I want to mention this. I was live-tweeting, and I saw one of my followers mentioning that Brandon looks like Red Herring on a pup named Scooby-Doo. Everyone watched a pup named Scooby-Doo and Fred always com- always tries to blame Red Herring for the crime. That's what he looks like. He looks like a grown version of Red Herring. And you got a perfect cast right there if they make a pup named Scooby-Doo. And that was just the icing of the tip burger. But no, like, joking aside, Brandon Target is a really, really great wrestler. He's really good. He brings a different look when you watch him, but you could say he looks like a generic bum, but the man can actually go. He can he can really go. And I got to give praise to his work, man. He is doing a really good job. The Wild Stallions versus the Skulk of AR Fox and Leon Ruff for the Evolve Tag Team Championships. Again, Matt Riddle being the bro that he is, saying, hey, uh, those are the only flip-flops that I bought. Can I have them back, please? <laughs> and he got it back. AR Fox and Kurt Stallion started things off. We had a code of honor right there. Matt wrestling for the first part of the match. Kurt uh, chops Fox, and that prompts AR to do a headlock takedown on Kurt. Both men tags tagged in their partner, and Riddle and Kurt are in the ring, which I had goosebumps. I will not lie if I told you this, but seeing R- Matt Riddle with a guy like Hurt Stout, no, Riddle and uh, Leon Ruff are in the ring. I don't know why I put Kurt because <laughs> I-, I wasn't thinking straight, but seeing Leon Ruff and Matt Riddle in the same ring, 
I had legit goosebumps because that's a dream match if it was a one-on-one match. <laughs> Crowd was chanting Broberg because why not? <laughs> Riddle applies the armbar and Leon makes it to the ropes. Matt tells Leon that he's not on his level and Ruff rolls him up for a two count. Matt hits a German suplex, follows it up with a Broton on Ruff. Stallion gets tagged in. He hits a knee drop on Ruff for a two count and tags in Riddle. Ruff hits a German suplex, but Riddle pops up like he's Goku taking a big blow, but he pops back up. Hits um, the knee strike into a fisherman buster for a two count. Kurt tags in, hits the 2K1 neck breaker on Ruff and hits a German suplex, folding Ruff in half. He followed it up with a hesitation dropkick for a two count. And of course, Riddle, being Matt Riddle, hits the jackhammer on Kurt. Well, not the jackhammer anymore. We He hits the bro hammer on Leon Ruff for a two count. <laughs> and the crowd, again, lost their shit. With chance of Broberg again. <laughs> Moving along. Um, Ruff was fighting back against the Wild Stallions. He hit and hits a sling blade DDT on both men and makes the hot tag to A.R. Fox. A.R. Fox runs wild on the Wild Stallions. <laughs> no pun intended right there. Hitting Kurt with a Matrix in Zagiri and Riddle with the Ace Crusher. He hits both men with a double Ace Crusher. Riddle hits an Exploder Suplex on Ruff and another one on Fox. He then hit a Broton on both men and hit a PK on Ruff for a two count. The Wild Stallions hit two German Suplex on Ruff and, a, and run wild on him. Riddle then hit a twisted Broton off the top rope, and there was a miscalculation, which really cost him the match because Matt Riddle was pinning, uh, was pinning uh, Leon Ruff when he wasn't the legal man. So Kurt had to take Kurt pinned him for like a two count, and that really cost him right there. The end of the match, we saw Ruff hit a Poison Rana on Riddle. Fox hit a Tope Suicida on Riddle. Ruff then hit an advanced avalanche, Rana, and Fox followed it up with a nice 450 splash for the three count to win and retain the Evolve Tag Team Championship. This was awesome. This was great. I highly recommend watching this match. And I had a little LOL moment here when Matt Riddle was trying to do the spin of Rooney, and I don't know if he has a grudge against Matt, has a grudge against uh, Booker T, but... I think that was a jab at Booker T, but that was kind of hilarious. The bro Rooney is what we should call it. So we had Anthony Green with the lovely Brandy Lauren versus Paco. Crowd is behind Paco, not Taco, not Taco, Paco. Anthony Green hit a shoulder tackle for a two count. Green wasn't taking Paco seriously, and Paco chops him, hit a tilt-a-world, head scissors, takedown. Paco then hit a step up in Zagiri and hits a diving crossbody in which Green rolls out of the ring. Paco hits a suicide dive on Green. Green countered Paco's springboard dive with a stunner on the ropes. He chops Paco and kicks uh, and he kicks out at two. Green then hits no plow on Paco, goes with a cover, only a two count. Paco then hits a missile dropkick on Green, hits a running elbow and a knee strike, and hits a tornado DDT. 
Goes for the cover. Only a two count. Green hits a reverse overhead suplex on Paco. Paco then spikes Green with a leg DDT off the ropes. A draping leg DDT on the ropes for a two count. Brandy distracts Paco and that gives Green the advantage to chop him. And you can see the sweat coming out of him when he chopped uh, Paco. Green counters the splash and rolls him up for a two count. And hits Kurt's 2K1 neckbreaker and finishes Paco off with a super kick to win this match. Which I thought was really good. I thought Paco really impressed me. But again, this is used to continue the feud between Anthony Green and Kurt Stallion. And to be quite honest, I'm really loving this feud. Post-match, Brandy comes to the ring with the candlestick. Shotzi makes, Shotzi makes the save. He wipes out Green with a Rana and hits both of them with a suicide dive. Now, she grabs a kendo stick. Anthony, Anthony Green takes it from her, and Brandy hits a basement drop kick on her, which brings us to the kendo stick match involving Shotzi Blackheart and Brandy Lauren. Brandy hits a Russian leg sweep with a kendo stick for one count. Brandy is choking Shotzi with a kendo stick. Crowd is rallying for Shotzi. Brandy then hits Shotzi in the throat with the kendo stick, like. Not physically hitting her, but she's she uh put the candlestick on her throat, drops the drops her right in the throat, and that pretty much took the wind out of Shotzi. Goes for the cover, only for a two count. Shotzi hits a step up into Gary on Brandy and hits a candlestick assist. She hits an assisted backstabber with the candlestick. Shotzi then hits Brandy with a tiger faint kick, tries to hit her with. A kendo stick, but Brandy hits her with a big boot. Shotzi then hits Brandy with a kendo stick to the ribs. Ouch. And on the back, Brandy applies the ring of Saturn on Shotzi and chokes her with the kendo stick, but Shotzi rolls her up for a two count. Shotzi applies the crossface with the kendo stick, and Brandy was tapping, but Anthony Green pulled the ref out of the ring. And Shotzi was pissed. She was pissed. She attacked uh, Green with the candlestick. Low blows him as well. She punishes Brandy with multiple shots with the candlestick and hits a diving senton to win this match. And I thought this was really good. Both women bought that intensity in that match. And and I just like seeing Anthony Green getting abused by... Shotzi Blackheart. I just find great joy in that. Sorry, Retro AG, but you kind of deserved it. <laughs> you kind of deserved it. Our double main event. Our first main event was the Evolve Championship match. It was a triple threat match involving the champ Austin Tahiri, the real deal Austin Theory, the all-day Austin Theory, the future star of WWE Austin Theory. I can go on and on Austin Theory. Versus J.D. Drake versus Josh Briggs. Now, Henry comes out before the match and wants in in the Evolve Championship match. Remember when I talked about him wanting to be a Fatal 4-Way and wants it to be an Evolve Championship match with Austin Theory? Theory comes out and said Henry doesn't get, that if Henry doesn't get out of the ring, he'll just go back to the PC and there will be no title match. Great heel tactic by Austin Theory. So, they had to send... Now... J.D. Drake was like, look, just go to the back, go to the back. 
You'll get your opportunity. And he wins. He goes to the back. Remember this. Now Briggs and Drake go for Theory as he wants them to fight it out. Briggs charges at Drake and Theory hits a super kick. Theory was playing possum with Briggs only to meet Drake with a pop-up chop on the outside. Briggs and Drake traded strikes with each other and Theory hit a rolling thunder dropkick on both men. Theory uh, then chop blocks the knee of Briggs. The same knee where he had, like the same issue where he had with his hip. They told that story right there. Theory hits a standing moonsault on Briggs for a two count. Crowd is chanting, let's go Briggs and new champ. Theory hits a suplex on Briggs for a two count. Briggs was trying to take out J.D. Drake, but Drake stops that. He stops it only to get hit by Briggs with the GTH. And Drake's hit the Shining Wizard on Briggs. Drake hit a neckbreaker DDT combo on both Theory and Briggs. He pins Briggs only for a two count. Drake then hits a leg lariat from the top on Briggs. Theory hits Drake with a rolling blockbuster. And Briggs nails Theory with a boot. And all three men are down. This is just incredible. Drake then hits a German suplex. And it fires Briggs up. Hits a spinning side slam on Drake. And it fires Drake up as well. Drake hits drill bit on Briggs and was about to go for a moonsault only to be stopped by Theory. And Theory, he super kicks Drake, hits three seconds around the world, and Briggs power bombs Theory on Drake for a close near fall. Both Briggs and Drake traded clotheslines with each other. Briggs chokeslams Drake only for Theory to break up the pin. Theory hits Briggs in the leg with a chair and pretty much taking him out of the match. Drake um, then hits a stunner, and of course, Theory oversold this, as always. I, I really like how Austin Theory oversells the stunner. Reminds me of The Rock overselling the stunner. Now, Drake hits a cannonball. He hits the moonsault. One, two, only for his own partner, Anthony Henry, to throw a chair to break up the pen. The crowd was shocked. I was shocked, to be quite honest, because I thought we were going to get a new champion, whether it was Josh Briggs, whether it was J.D. Drake. But Anthony Henry turned on his own partner, J.D. Drake. He threw the chair at Drake and literally need Like, he threw it at his face, and he kneed him right in the face. Like, he boots him in the face, and it allowed Theory to pin Drake and retain the Evolve Championship. The heel turn was unexpected. I did not expect that, which caught me by surprise. I thought this was a really great heel turn for uh, Anthony Henry. The crowd is demanding an answer. Why did you turn on your own partner? Why did you turn on your best friend? But this was a great match. This was a really, really great match. And I was absolutely surprised that Theory retained. Because I honestly thought he was dropping the title and he's going to be starting on NXT soon. And I think he might drop it. He's still going to drop it pretty soon. I think he's going to drop it to Josh, Josh Briggs. That's my pick in Queens, New York. Uh, Finally, our main event. Kushida versus Drew Gulak for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. 
every time these two are in the ring together, you ex you you expect magic. This is just awesome. This is pure awesomeness. Now Kushida he hits a running drop kicks for one count and hits a handspring on Gulak. Drew rakes the eyes of Kushida and fast forwarding back to the ring. Kushida applies the figure four on Drew. Crowd is chanting new champ. And I honestly thought throughout this match we were going to get a new champ. But I, and my second thought said it's evolved. You don't you, you honestly think it would be right to take the title off of Drew Gulak who is so great at what he's doing right now and he put on a gr that, and I'm like, "Yep, Drew ain't winning that." Like Drew is not losing to Kushida on an evolved show, no less. <clears throat> Kushida was working on the legs of Drew. Drew hit a suplex on Kushida, goes for the cover only for a two count. Drew hits a bridge and suplex on Kushida again for another two count. Kushida picks up the pace with a hip toss. He follows it up with a cartwheel dropkick on Gulak. Kushida hits a rolling DDT into an armbar on Gulak. He catches the clothesline, goes for the armbar, and both men were trading counter submissions. Drew applies the Gulak, and Kushida rolls him up for a two count. Both men traded pins with Kushida getting a close steer fall, which the crowd was losing their mind. Crowd was chanting that was three. Kushida hits a handspring elbow and PKs the arm of Gulak. He hits the flying armbar and transitions it into a Sakuraba lock. Gulak rolls him up for a two count. Gulak then, out of desperation, he puts his foot on the rope and rolls up Kushida for the three count to win and retain the Cruiserweight Championship. This was an excellent match. No doubt about it. And Kushida takes his first L in Evolve while he remains unbeaten on NXT. But overall, Evolve 133 and Evolve 134, it's a great show. And I'm going to do a cheap plug for WWN right here. If you are not subscribed to WWN Live, it's only $9.99. It's only $9.99. Just sign up and watch these Evolve shows. And look, people could say that Evolve is literally is literally just a developmental for NXT, for WWE. But I'm like, no. Evolve is putting on great shows time and time again. I never complain about Evolve. I thought they did a tremendous job. And I can't wait for the next show. Speaking of, speaking of Evolve... I want to talk about this because I got an email from uh, from WWN. They're going to be doing an Evolution Edge tournament. So what that means is Evolve officials are very excited with the new class of talent who has emerged and evolved in 2019. We've seen several success stories from the WWN seminar slash tryout and the WWN recruitment camp. Evolve officials have off have also found other prospects that they are excited to test. In addition, we have seen the Evolve roster replenished with several new contract signings. Evolve officials have decided to take eight of the talents who have emerged as the class of 2019 to the ultimate test. Let's see who's the best. We will see who sinks or swim. There will be a two multi-person elimination matches at Evolve 135 on the 20th of September in Brooklyn, New York. The two winners will then compete in a singles match in Evolve 136 on September 21st in Queens, New York. The elimination match will be announced this week 
at WWE.com. The eight participants are as followed. Anthony Greenwood, Brandy Lauren, Anthony Gutierrez, Brandon Taggart, Brandon Target. I don't know if I'm pronouncing your last name right, Brandon. I apologize. Kurt Stallion, Daniel Garcia, Karam, Sean Maluda, Stefan Wolf. And, of course, we got Briggs versus Theory that's going to be taking place in Evolve. We've seen things escalate between the Evolve champion Austin Theory and Josh Briggs since WrestleMania weekend. They will finally collide for the Evolve Championship on the 21st in Queens, New York, in Laboom. The night before in Brooklyn, New York, we'll see an interesting twist in the feud. Evolve officials have given them the opportunity to choose each other's opponents. They... these tweets speak for themselves. Austin Theory says, I'll pick J.D. Drake in a battle of two losers who will never defeat me for the Evolved Championship. In fact, I'll raise the stakes because that's what true role models do. That's what a true role model does. If Drake beats Briggs, he'll get another title shot. If he loses, he can never challenge me again. Ooh. Already liking the stipulation. What did Josh Briggs say? You guys gave me a lot of good ideas for who I should have wrestled theory. Who should I have wrestled theory? But one name stuck out to me. Babatunde saved me a piece of theory for Laboom. And I, I can't wait, man. This is going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys can do. And that's it for the Evolve uh Reviews. I hope you guys enjoy and I hope I got you guys interested in Evolve. And hopefully the shows will be great. Hopefully you guys will open up and see what Evolve is all about. Because you're looking at the future of pro wrestling. You're looking at the future. Like, my goal right now, even though I did see the Evolve Championship on a WWN Super Show. My goal is to go to an Evolve show in general. Please evolve. Come to the Poncha Train Center. I beg of you. I seriously beg of you. I would like to see that. I think it would be nice, you know? It would be absolutely nice to see um, Evolve come back down here. But I'm getting out of here. Uh, you guys know the drill. Follow me on Twitter, Phoenix. Follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip. Like the Facebook page. And I will see you guys next time. And I'm going to talk about NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And soon, AEW All Out. I know it's going to be a long time coming. But I want to give my thoughts clear before I um, do this review. But until then, guys, take care. Be safe. I'll talk to you later. Peace out.